What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about a book that was recommended to me that I've been reading and that I want to share a couple of the core topics in the first couple of chapters. And the book is called Thick Face, Black Heart by Ching Chin Ning Chu, an Asian um, refugee. The book was written in 1992, and it's about mental strength. It's about becoming the man or woman who is unbreakable and unstoppable. And I've honestly only read the first couple of chapters, but this book is already in my top 20. And I've read a couple of hundred books in my lifetime so far. It's a weird name for a title of a book. And it would make sense if I were to go and tell you the history of the the stuff. But I'm not going to do that. And there's a good chance. <laughs> there's a good chance that you read the name of this podcast as Blackface Thick Heart. But anyways, let's get into the main concepts, which are Thick Face, Black Heart, and then put them together and talk about it from there. So, thick face. This is the shield that protects you from criticism and the negative opinions of others. The person who practices thick face has the ability to put self-doubt aside, refuses the limitations of others that have they try to place on him, and doesn't even accept the self-imposed limitations that we often place on ourselves. And he's kind of perfect in his own eyes. I'm curious your thoughts on that because um, that last sentence specifically, he's perfect in his own eyes. That kind of makes me uncomfortable to be honest. You know. And she makes the point in the book that people, people's highest value has been trained to be the approval of other people. And the thing about the approval of other people is that it doesn't matter. Unless you're in a society that will lynch you or send the mob after you. I would say as a happy medium, you have the people that you love. You should care about their opinions. But then you have everybody outside of that. Or then you have the people who paying you money for services and products. And then you have everybody else. If they're not in those first two groups, you got to chuck their opinions out the window, in my opinion. And this is not something that we just get trained to do. It's part of our human nature to be approval seekers. Because uh, back in the tribal days, if you weren't uh, in lockstep with everybody else, you got killed. You didn't get to reproduce. You probably got tortured. You probably got ostracized. And yeah, it was very tough. So conformity is the human standard. And the sequence of approval is the human standard. So to... Practice thick face takes a lot of discipline. Now I want to move on to the next part of this uh, piece, which is black heart. And black heart is a spear, and the spear is used to do battle with yourself and other people. The person who has a black heart is above short-sighted compassion. He focuses his attention on goals and ignores the costs and has the courage to fail. Now, one of the biggest places it shows up in people's lives is with their time. And you can just take the workplace, for example. If you work in a corporate um, office, what happens is you just get pulled into meetings all freaking day, especially if you're actually worth anything to the to the company. And it seems like the higher you go on the corporate ladder, the more meetings that you're going to be into, and the less you're actually going to be able to get done. And what happens is, you know, you give up or you give into short-sighted compassion, short temporary uh, approval seeking, and it puts your goals on the back burner. For example, you have a time blocked out to do some deep work for whatever reason, and somebody knocks on your door, and they say, hey, boss, can you give me a second? And you say, yeah, sure, man. And then they end up taking your time. And then it happens again, and again, and again, and again, with your phone, with your email, with the Zoom calls, with a whole bunch of other stuff. So the black heart guy, he, w- he would, in this situation, focus on his deep work time, whatever that time he has blocked out for deep work, 
and he would ignore the calls to other people and have the courage to fail. Now, to put it together, Thick Face Blackheart is um, the person who exercises his ability to ignore criticism and vilification from others while carrying out his duties, his duties as he sees fit. Anybody that ever tries to do something that is outside of the norm will be criticized and vilified. It is the natural tendency. Um, we're always recruiting each other, recruiting each other to bad things and good things. We're recruiting people to what we're doing. For example, with this podcast, I want to recruit you to self-esteem and self-knowledge and knowledge that you're not going to get in most other places. And that's I see that as a value. But if I were the polar opposite, if I was a sophist and a liar and a cheat and a crook, I would try to convince you to become one of those things. Or at least not tell on me. So if you're outside the norm, then this group of people who is doing the norm and getting the normal results, which are usually mediocre at best, and um, they just they come after you and they criticize you, they vilify you in, in an attempt to leave their anxiety about what you could do by going outside of the name, the main path. Now I want to move on to what the author believes you have to do to become a practitioner of Thick Face Black Heart. And I have a couple of the points here. There's a lot more that I'm talking about here. I do highly recommend the book. So if you want, if you're interested, if I said this in a good enough way, definitely go find the book, man. You can get it for five bucks on eBay. It was written in 1992. So you're not going to get a new copy if that's what you're into. But um, in terms of becoming a Thick Face Black Heart practitioner, one of the things she says is finding your own, excuse me, finding your own inner conviction. And what she means by that is finding your why. Why are you doing this thing? Are you doing it because you want to do it? Because it serves your goals? Because it serves your interests? Or are you doing it because uh, you're trying to appease ABC person or group? And she claims that the why is the most important thing that you could have. Or the most important conviction that you need to have. And that is absolutely true in my opinion. If you were to survey most people's whys, why they do what they do, why they get up in the morning, why they do extra jobs they don't like because blah, blah, blah. They're going to have a whole bunch of whys that are outside of themselves. Their conviction is, other people have convictions of uh, control over my life. That is their conviction. Their conviction is that other people are in control of their convictions, if that makes sense. And the next thing that she says, or another thing that she says, that you need to do to become a practitioner is to understand yourself through self excuse me, to understand yourself through self observation, so that you understand your motives. Because if you understand your motives, you understand other people's motives. And I've noticed definitely noticed this myself for the past uh, couple of years. And as I've been as I've been learning the truth about myself, I see the truth about other people. And damn. <laughs> The, the truth about myself is kind of shocking, and the truth about other people is kind of shocking. And I'm kind of not surprised by some of the things that people do or why they do it. And I can do with that information what I want to with it. And the last thing I'll talk about from the book is um, breaking the fear of success and failure. To accept risk as necessary and expect people to pay, pray for your downfall and not give a shit about it. As I said in the previous point, that um, people who are doing the average thing whatever that is, and the average could be really good. Even if the average of the group that, of the people that you're competing with or in tandem with or going outside the norm with, even if they're really good, they will criticize you and vilify you and pray for your downfall. It's just the human nature aspect of it and the jealousy and stuff, which is optional. I have a podcast on the fear of success. I think it's called 
fear of success, or something like that. But as a short summary, the fear of success is the fear of blowback for getting, being successful. When you get successful, people hate you. People want to see bad things happen to you. And some people might actually try to act on those things. So you have to accept that as a risk factor and do what you can to mitigate it. And by mitigate it, I don't mean appeasing them. I mean, getting yourself in a safe spot or a safe spot, at least psychologically, so that you're not affected by them. And the failure failure, as I would describe it, would be, uh, I would say the ultimate failure is not trying. That would be the ultimate failure to not even try to do X, Y, Z in accordance with your convictions. But what most people think is going after conviction and not succeeding for some reason. It's actually a massive success to fail because if you fail and you learn from it, you just have the next stepping stone that you go to and you now know what doesn't work and getting you to your goal. You fail if you don't try and if you die. Those are only two failures in my opinion, but you have to risk whatever that other traditional view of failure is for most people. And yeah, man, that's all I have to say. This book is great. It's in my top 20 already. Uh, probably like a fourth through it. Maybe I'll talk about it again. Um, I highly recommend it, but that's all I got to say for this one. Hope you enjoyed it and peace out.